Welcome to Paradox Walk Podcast, specializing in paranormal activity, UFOs, cryptids, glitch in the matrix type things, anything completely out of the ordinary. Today's episode, we're talking about some kind of possible shapeshifter or skinwalker, which one's which or whatever. The other story I'm going to get into is another one about, I guess I'll start off by saying like one of my very first episodes was about a plant that screamed at people when they went to cut it just strange things about plants or I think it's called something like that but this story focuses on a very similar thing and it's like multiple plants and she's hearing it through a phone conversation with no further ado let's get into the first story here this is posted it was actually read it was a story sent to paranormal roundtable channel it's not on his regular uploads it's in like one of his uh live streams so I'm just gonna read it off here this starts off on an Indian reservation, or like a Native American reservation. This is this man's words here. This was sent to Josh Turner. So this is Josh Turner talking here. He's like, there is a guy that sent me a story. He lived on the reservation. I know a lot of them and I correspond with quite a few of them. And they live in fear of these creatures, these shapeshifters. Everybody had left to go to town and they went into the city. So this kid, he's like six years old. He's all alone in the house and he had five brothers and sisters and he's like, I stayed home and like if he got scared or something, he's like, I would just hide in the closet. And then he would actually sometimes go through the closet and like dig around and snoop through stuff. So I would mess with stuff, but my mom and dad were like, okay, go ahead, do what you got to do. You stay here. (laughs) So that already starts off as like weird out of the ordinary right like what family would just leave a six-year-old at the house by themselves but that's how the story starts off so if you don't know what a reservation is it's a native american reservation it's like a city with separate rules from the united states for the most part kind of gravel or dirt roads a lot of them just kind of have free free range animals I would have to go on to a lot of the reservations to do deliveries. I would bring them their um, like office equipment, like uh, um, markers and pens and eraser boards and copy paper. So they they would have have us go on the reservation and drop these things off. And you kind of see they have like wood burning stoves for like making bread and stuff out there and just like right out in the yard. And then anyway, a lot of them just kind of have their own own way of life there, you know. One of them actually had a like a little uh, church in the center, and they were a Christian um, reservation. Uh, but anyway, sometimes they wouldn't come back till the evening, and that's when it really bothered him. He's like, I can't do this anymore. And one day they thought that that was what he was going to do, and he was hiding in the restroom. And then one of his sibling, siblings he knew was in the restroom and just left him in there, and then they all just take off. And he's like, let me tell you something. I had the most terrifying day of my whole life. He's like 34 years old now. He's got children of his own. And he's, he was like, nothing in the world was as terrifying as that day. He was six and he goes on like, he was about two weeks away from his seventh birthday. I went around the house. Everybody was gone. And I was like, I really wanted to go. This time he wanted to go with them, but there wasn't anybody there, you know, and my parents would leave me there even if I was four years old. They would leave me there by myself. I know it's not good parenting, but he said, dude, I stayed there and this was this is what happened. His neighbors had warned, warned him that there was a monster and it was lurking around the neighborhood. 
in the way that they had lived, like the houses, it's not like they were, they were right on top of each other. They were kind of spread out, you know? And he said, dude, I go into the living room and I hear footsteps. I turn around and I see this creature kind of like ducking, moving its head, bobbing its head. But it was from back and forth. And he goes like, I saw all this hair. And it's like, it's not like fur, it's like hair. And I remember it was like grayish black coarse hair. And he's like, I'll remember it like it was yesterday. And he said the legs, the legs looked like they were human legs. And there was fur on top of the legs going up, but the bottom of the legs were normal. And he said, I heard like a pop. And then I see one leg kind of like jut out and pop backwards. And then he goes, I see the other leg just pop backwards. And I saw it kind of lurched. And I looked from one side and I see this thing like a snout starting to come out of its face. And it was happening very quickly. And he's like, oh, no, no. So he takes off and he goes and he hides in the closet. And that's where he said he had like blankets and things in the closet. And then he goes in there and he says, I threw them over myself. And he says, my dad had a knife in there and I grabbed it. And I sat down and I had this knife and I was holding it. And I was shaking. I was like really scrawny little six-year-old kid. And he's like, I was always a skinny guy, but I was like really skinny and scrawny, even small for my age. And this thing could have just killed me very easily. So it was like six and a half feet tall or whatever. And he goes on and he says, I could hear it walking through the house. And I could hear it. And I could hear it go from room to room. And eventually it came into the room that I was in. And I hear it run right up to the closet. And then he makes the sound like, like the feet or paws or whatever. However it's walking, it's not really clear if it was on all fours or not. He said he heard like the pitter patter, just boom, 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 right up to the closet. He's like, I was sitting there and shaking and I, and I closed the blanket over my face and I could see it was a, like a little bit of light coming from the closet going into because that's where the sun was shining and it was daytime. And he says, dude, I was sitting there and I was contemplated my short life and I thought this is how it ends. It's like this creature is going to open the door and it's going to pull me out from one of these blankets and it's going to kill me. And then he says, it's one of the most horrific things that could have ever happened to anybody. And the, the door opens and he says, the way he did it is like this hand, like the door was just barely open a little bit. He sees fingernails, like he knows he's there. And he sees the fingernails pull the door open with the nails. And this is a little flimsy door, almost particle wood, hollow doors. It was like just a little flimsy like particle wood. You could just break it. And I had one of those little latches on it. So it just opened the door. And he says, I could see it looking at this point. I tried not to breathe because I was holding my breath. And he said, I look again and I see it sniffing the air and it knows I'm there. And it was very, very scary. And he says, well, they, it smelled me because then it immediately just reached down and grabbed the blankets and yanked them off and threw them. And I was looking at this creature and I was holding this knife and I was shaking so bad that I just dropped it. And, it, and while it's standing there over me, it like leaned itself way back and I could hear all this popping and cracking and then it lurched forward and it just grabbed me. I closed my eyes and this thing picked me up and it took me and it put me against his chest and I could feel, you know, like when a guy doesn't shave and and he can grow real thick hair a little bit of a beard i could feel like like the stubble and the coarseness on his like a beard on someone's face but the whole body felt like that so i could feel that like little stabbing and he says dude i felt this on my body and my face and he goes all i was wearing was like pajamas 
And, you know, he said this thing, this creature just turning and he goes and we just begin to walk really fast. And he goes and he just goes straight out the back door and just boom, opens the back door, the screen door and right through it. And he's like, I just look up and I see this creature and he has his tongue hanging out like a dog. And now I guess the narrator here, Josh, says he's heard stories very similar. So as they're walking, as we're walking... I'm like, I look down and I see that I'm going through like a pasture, I guess like a farm, farmer's field pasture. And you can see this like weird thing. He said, we walk for must have been miles. And he goes, I eventually got tired because he just goes on and on and on like this thing carrying him. And he says, I got so tired that I actually fell asleep. And he's actually, eventually I just wake up and it's already dark out. And he's like, I'm laying at the base of a tree and this creature was crawling around on all fours. And he's like, I smelled blood and I smelled like poop, you know, and like urine. And he's like, I just look over and I see clothes. I saw clothes that look like clothes of people, you know, like grown-ups, children, whatever. And I'm at the base of this tree and he goes, there's a hole going into the ground. And this creature started to crawl down into that hole. At this point, he says, even at his young age, he had been exposed to Christianity in his life. And he says, God, I don't want to die. He says, if you're there, God, please, please hear me. And he begged him, don't let this man kill me because he knew this was a man. He says, I, he knew this was some kind of man that could shapeshift, I guess. And he said, he looks down and then there's a rattlesnake. He sees a snake and it's a big rattlesnake. He says, it's dark, but he sees it slithering. And he's like, a lot of times snakes don't move around too much at night. But he says, this one was there. And he just kind of stays put and he looks over and there's a cactus and then there's a snake. And he's like, it was kind of looking, the snake was kind of looking at him. And for a second, the kid thought, well, I guess this can't get any worse. And he thought maybe the snake, it might be a good thing. Like if he just lets the snake bite him because he would rather go out that way than this man shapeshifter, skinwalker, werewolf type looking thing. This creature starts coming up out of the hole at this point. And he said it looked really weird because his face was like part wolf, but part human. It was starting to, the snout was like receding back and he was becoming like a man again. And he said that the snake just turned away from him and just slithered right under the grass and went just where that guy was, came out of the hole. And then shapeshifter guy came out of the hole at the same time. And then the snake just struck him quickly because it was a hole. The snake bit the guy's face as he was coming out of the hole and he latched on. At this point, the kid said that he could see how long it was. And it was, he said it was about six feet long. It was huge. And this thing just grabbed like right on this shapeshifter's face and he started pull. And then the guy started trying to pull on it. But when he did, the kid said the rattlesnake let go and then bit again in his neck. And then the kid was like, he could tell, like, the at this point, the man was more of a man than a wolf. And he was changing. He was, like, in the process of changing. And he said the hand couldn't grab the snake right. So, like, his hands were shape-shifting. And his, he couldn't control the hands right. And he couldn't grab the snake because he was in the process or whatever it was. And he couldn't get it. And the snake just bit him over and over again. The man started lurching forward and he began to vomit like foam. He started vomiting up foam. And he looks over and this is what the boy, he says, I look over and I see a yellowish white ball of light. And it looked like a cylindrical shape and it turned into what looked like a blonde haired at first i thought it was a woman but then i saw it was a man 
and it stuck out its hand. He said he got up and he ran toward it. And when he embraced this being, it literally lifted him up. And he said it almost felt like he got inside of this being and like in his chest or whatever. And he goes and he says he began to float over and I could see we were in like a bubble. And then I looked back and I could see the creature was like laying there clutching his chest. And he says, I don't know, but all of a sudden we just took off real fast. I believe this being was an angel. They don't say how the story ends up. Um, he goes on talking about other things. When he was 12 years old, he said he had dreams about this all the time, but they weren't even nightmares. He said, I would dream of of this man and like dressed in white and blue clothes, and he would come to me, and the boy would ask, who are you? And he says, you know me as Jesus. And he says, I sent an angel of my father to you once when you were a child. The man, it was a man who was serving darkness, and he was going to eat you, and he was going to kill you, and he said, people don't know all that they need to do is cry out and ask. And it didn't have to end that way, but these devils wanted those beings to have given themselves over to the dark side and their vessels for darkness and evil. So that is a very powerful story. And one of the things that kind of trips me out about the Skinwalker stories and all that, or just any missing people things in general, is if everything they said about satellites was true... There would be no such thing as a missing person report, especially one that goes missing during the day. Can't, you know, just think, can't any detective agency just be like, hey, we need to see the satellite videos of this address during these hours. You know, I think they told us like in the 90s or something that they had satellites that could read your license plates. And why is there so many unsolved crimes then, if that's true? Anyway, I have a sneaking suspicion that the satellites are something else or who knows what's really going on out there but that's another video to move right along here moving right along to the story about the plants making noise so she starts off by talking about strange things with cell phones when you call somebody and the phone does something really unexpected i've had once i've had a few where i couldn't tell if the person was talking to me before i called them and they were saying things while the phone was ringing like i could still hear it ring and ring and ring and I heard this person saying things to me, and I, I ended up asking, like, were you saying all this stuff? And they were like, no. She tells it about her sister, how her sister told her. So she told me my dad's phone did something like that for the first time earlier while they were talking, and it was the weirdest thing she'd ever experienced. She was talking to my dad and then started hearing this horrible screaming sound or screaming noises as if of a choir of people was crying out in pain. It was terrible. It was a terrible noise, and it was so bad that it made her teeth hurt. When she would hear it, she stopped and asked my dad what the noise was, and he said that he didn't hear anything at all. She clarified that it might be background noise. He said there was no noises where he was at, and it was a peaceful day. There was no traffic. He was in a garden, and there was absolutely no screaming. He was sure about it. At least on his end. Then the noise started up again, and my sister stopped my dad again and asked him again. That's the noise. It just started up again. What were you doing just then? And he said he was just pulling weeds from in between some of the flowers in the garden. So he said, this noise? And then it happened again. The screaming sound flared up again, and my sister responded, yes, that's the noise. Are you sure all you're doing is pulling up weeds? Why is it screaming? He had no clue and tested it again. 
And then he pulled another weed out, and sure enough, as he's pulling out the weed, screeching came across the phone again. My sister had to get off the phone because she couldn't take the screaming and the yelling anymore. It was hurting her head. It was really creeping her out. I'm just wondering what, like, made her teeth hurt. Like, is there, like, some next-level um, noises to that? Something to think about is the way that cell phones actually work is, I believe they encode the wave at a very, very higher frequency. So it's like it's like if you took somebody's voice and you put it up like an octave, at like a really high pitch, like a like a chipmunk voice or something. But it just imagine imagine that on like steroids. Then I believe they turn that into a radio wave. Like for some reason, making it really high pitched first. Like, super, super high-pitched first makes it easier to encode the radio wave. That's what I read. Like, I read this a long time ago. It might be different now, but that's kind of the basic idea. Is like, really high-pitched, then radio wave, then the at the other end, it decodes it back to normal voice. I don't know why they have to do it that way. I've, I've kind of looked into how these... how Because of being a musician and looking into how sound waves and all that radio waves work... It's really interesting to me. For some, when that information gets encoded, what if it like when it drops it back down, it drops it like lower or something, so we we can hear it. Um, or it could just be like a like a spiritual thing, like like the plants are operating on a on a whole different level. The weird thing is, is that that movie. What was the movie? Lion, witch, and the wardrobe. When they first go into the wardrobe, like one of the one of the animals, because the animals start talking, and then they start telling the people be careful of this witch and be careful what you say like anywhere because even some of the trees are on her side so she can like talk to the trees and the trees a lot of the plants aren't necessarily on the human side like they might not like humans like wonder if that's a real thing but anyway i'd like to thank everybody for checking out the podcast uh, my patreon is patreon.com slash paradox walk the music is downbeat 88 the opening track is called The Dark. The ending track is called Moment of Peace. And the RSS feed is should be in the show notes every time. So hope you guys are doing good. Talk to you later. Bye.